Greetings and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons. And today is a very special day because it marks our finale of the multi-year waste campaign that we've been doing for oh so long. I was going to go back and look at the date. Let me do that now in real time. But it couldn't uh, be done. The, it couldn't be done. No, it can be done. And I can tell you right now, this was way back in January, January 26th of 18... Sorry. 1892. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2018 is what I was trying to say. Uh, so that was our, our zero day um, where we put our preview up of all of our character descriptions. And then the very next day, the 27th, we posted episode one. The campaign begins January 27th of that year. So, Oh, wow. Right at the start of the year. Crazy. Crazy. We've had a whole that pandemic between then and now. Look at that. Yeah. Almost, almost five years. Yeah. Banana time. Anyway, uh, today we see the culmination of all those efforts for our heroes of the waste, and we're going to jump how right to babies? it. How, yeah, how many babies? How many babies? We've us? had uh, one, two, if you count three. my daughters, three. Yeah. Three kids entered this planet. Oh, grandkids, too. Count grandkids. Well, that's what I'm counting. So you got the three, you got three yeah. total. John? Oh, John's, yeah. Didn't you, had t- didn't you have two? No. Oh, yeah. No, duh. So we have two. So there's two. I forgot. She's only a week old. All right, so you're so. at two. <laughs> two. John's Kyle at one. Kyle and Kristen are at uh, like one. One point nine. Eight ninths or something like that. I don't in know. In D&D, you round up. You round up to the you round full. up in D&D. Right. Yeah. Round up. Roll with advantage. <laughs> the baby's already here. Anyway, there's a lot of baby. Brand new people. So five. Yes. Five, five new, new people. Wait. Five, <laughs> five new people. That's not right. Roll a new character. Yeah, roll a new character. Uh, we have a anyway, whole adventuring party that we created. It's pretty intense uh, to bring that much life into the world while you're playing D&D, but we did it. And uh, we're happy to be here today to see how things end up for our heroes. Let's throw it to Kristen, who will catch us up on what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, dug into a dome of differing damages, the team took their time as the Parade of Principles punched at the perimeters. Hope readied a reckless ride for Nash as Stanley and Varel patiently plotted. Varel eventually darted with a dildo, declaring it the menace of the moon. Well, hold on. <laughs> she said dildo. The kid was like, Mom, can't say Mom. dildo. <laughs> you can't say that on the air. That's terrible. Those, I know where that's been. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Thank you. This time it wasn't please be quiet. It was more M&M's. Uh, let's see. Varel eventually darted with a dildo, declaring it the menace of the moon, while Stanley knocked Nash with instant invisibility. Hope flew Nash up as the wall went down and the weight worsened. But the banishment was not vested. The Tarask turned over to its regular realm, and with it, the permanent perishing of the principal. Now rejoin our heroes as they face their fates in the final foray through the fierce and furious features of The Wastes. Very well done. Bo, it's back to you. Yes, we return for the last time to our campaign in The Wastes. In open desert amidst puddles of chrome and the detritus of the fate six strewn across the desert our heroes can finally relax their villain vanquished they stand and look at one another for a brief moment amongst our heroes Varel Rasphim Kurik Queen Hope Akmenos Stanley Billings, a.k.a. 
Kalir Onoth, the Saleli Prime, and Nash Maggard of the Solar Mines. And Monsoon Cabbage. <laughs> Vampire he's, Knight. He's here too. <laughs> he's here too. I forgot he was there. A silence descends, except for the smoldering of the various rockets that have burnt up in the atmosphere, crackling and burning all around you. Everyone is left deep in thought about what had just occurred. An infernal from another land had opened a portal and drained the principal's husks of its soul, capturing it and departing. A voice comes through on the radio. Selele, come in. Selele. Yes, what is it? I'm... I'm still up on Varel's shoulders, right? Just slumped. Yeah, your strength Exhausted. is three. Yeah, barely yeah. holding myself up. And we have a roll to make. Oh, right. We have an important roll. Uh, what is that? that a, a D100? D100? I can roll it with real dice, or you can roll it with whatever you no, want. I want, it's everybody, up to you. I want everybody to see it. So what is it? Like, it has to be above 33, right? Yeah, it's a one in three chance, if I'm not mistaken, to recharge your wish or lose the ability to cast it Forever. Let's do that. Well, uh, before I get on the radio, let's find out. Roll to everyone. So, 33 and lower. Or 42. Ooh. Damn. That is so close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You yeah, still don't get the slot back, but you will have right. the ability. Yeah. And that reminds me, as everyone's sort of lost in their thought, it comes to their attention that there are several copies of Stanley still in existence, uh, also looking around um, in silence. So would you answer the Sololi Prime? They don't have the headset in, so you're the only one that answers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. We've arrived at the moon base. All right, we've uh, finished what we set out to do down here. See to it that the base is destroyed. There's a brief silence saying. We will do so at once, Lily Prime, but it may take a bit of time. We didn't bring any explosives with us. Do you happen to know where King Bok Bok is? Um, where is Bok Bok? I commanded him to run with his people. It could be anywhere. Uh, not available at the moment. We may be able to uh, supply some at some point. For now, maybe just make sure that nothing in that facility is working or operating. We can destroy it as you command. Um, there are many computer terminals and things of that nature here, but there is a doorway in the back that will not open. I do not know what's beyond. What do you what do you all think? Do you think we should uh, go up there, see to it that this is done properly, or hmm. do we even have a ship? As I look around at the wreckage, I can reconstitute it. I don't remember exactly how long that takes, but four days. Oh, I can reconstitute it in four days. Which is just about as much time as I would need to recover, I think. 
Do we have any magics to make that distance? How far is it? There's a fleet of ships. You can always command a ship to escort you there. The Valhendari ships. Let's do that. Because the, yeah, the elves it's... just got there. Yeah. Unless you want to teleport, how far is it? It's the distance of the moon, however far that is. Oh, geez. <laughs> it's well, a that, moon away. That won't work for what I was thinking. Just I take... can get us a, a ship. We can get up there. Yeah, take a ship. Not going to be able to be much use to you, but uh, I'm sure you guys can manage. Let's see to your people then. All right. We want to go ahead and take a look at what's going on up there. Can you get a ship to come pick us up? Yes, we can commend one. Elhandari, this is Admiral Chrysorius. Please send a ship to... Do you know whereabouts that you are now? Absolutely. Uh, we're north of the solar mines up near the mountains the I don't remember what they're called we will do so at once and then another voice creaks onto the uh, uh, just follow the giant crater the creature left behind it'll lead you right to us excellent landmark thank you Sidele. another voice uh, <laughs> is, on, is on the ear comms <laughs> Selele Prime, this is Amanthalodar. Our men are still standing by at the hole in the solar mines with the triangular sphere awaiting your command. I take it that we still hear your voice. It is good news. The principal has been defeated. The creature has been stopped. But uh, I'm going to say this, and I think this is the right call. Nash, Varel, this planet is your planet. It's your home. I think you both know the consequences of if we put this in here. But it should be your call, not mine or my people's. Monsoon steps forward and says, what about hope? Through his mask. It's, it's our people too. That hope was from somewhere else. Mm -mm. Is that not true? She's oh, from well, her. Yes. Is, is hope is hope too. But the her tiefling, people are from somewhere else. The tiefling are from <laughs> off world for sure. Yeah. But so are the lizard folk. If so hope will stand by Stanley. She agrees. I mean, I don't see any reason why we couldn't do it that way. I'm not so precious about this place. Well, to understand the full consequences, Nash, it's going to make this planet lose any connection to magical forces. You are going to become just a man. Yeah, but... No magic to command, nothing. That's okay. I've had enough of my magic, and besides, it's... I, you know, my kids and my wife are really my concern. They're not even here. Actually, where are they? Are they on Mars? <laughs> it just it occurred to me we Where's don't have my them back family? home. I lost them. I don't remember where <laughs> we left them. They, they they went to Planet Nash once the war oh, began. Oh, that's right. That's they, right. The people were taken to Planet Nash for safety. So in theory, though, if I left 
if I went back there, my powers would be intact, right? Would they you leave because my out. home of origin changes and then I don't have power anymore? You'd have to find out. But maybe, perhaps, if you don't choose to make Earth your home anymore, then perhaps you will retain your magical power. Oh, I gotta talk to my wife before I decide anything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any communication devices that extend as far as Planet Nash. Yeah. And it'll take at least four days because of the uh, fate six, the reconstituting of the Fate Six. Um, I still am okay with this plan, and I, even though I don't know the outcome of that, the important thing is I'll figure out a way to get back to the family, and that's what matters. I don't care about my magic as much as I care about that. And you, Varel? Getting rid of magic would be nice. However, if Brent or Brett or damned his name is, <laughs> is to return one day, will the people not need the magic to defend themselves? Or yeah. would it cut him off? In which case, I'm for it. I think that uh, Brent or Brett, if he had the power and influence to just take command and take from our planet whatever he wished, I think he would do that. I think it's in his benefit to let the planet be. In his own words, I think he said as much. If we want to combat him, I think that that's done through the people that are going to live on once we save this place. Have all of Nash's children become babies, or are they still all objects? And would they be stuck as objects if we destroyed the magic? No, that was inherent to their nature. So it, the mana wave radiation would expire, which is what provoked this mundane planet to give people their magical powers. Mm -hmm. Certainly in other parts of the universe, magic still exists. And, and certainly any creatures of a magical nature, like innately, you know, would retain that. They wouldn't expire or cease to be. Okay. It's just right. the ability to be a wizard and cast spells would not happen. When you're still be a, yeah. When you're But honored. if you go into space you could shoot lasers again. Yeah. That would be your general understanding, yeah. Okay. This is a this is a mundane world. It was described as such years ago in the campaign. Okay. <laughs> that's why that's why nothing exciting ever happened here with the gods and the D and D fantasy until until this time. Alright, then I would turn to hope then and say, well, Nash doesn't even know where he lives. So I believe it is up to us to decide. I am for cutting off the planet and leaving only the strength and the will be the thing that decides the future. Yeah, it's the last thing we have to do. It said it would cut off the weir as well. So I agree. All right, Stanley will get back on the radio. We're agreed. Put the device in. Let's do this. Understood, Salele. We will commence shortly. And the radio goes silent. 
And as the silence carry out, carries out over the desert, a monsoon uh, turns to you, Pope, and he steps forward and he says, You've done well, young girl. He takes his hand and reaches out to your cheek, touching it. He says, In another lifetime, you will make a great leader for our people. And then he lets go, and they says, I have lived long enough. I swore an oath as a vampire knight when the dragons came to protect this earth. And I fulfilled that promise. I've dishonored myself in the years in between, but I feel we can push on. I've contemplated death for many centuries, and now it is time. Goodbye, Hope. Goodbye. And thank you. The realm is now yours. Make it a good one. And then he starts to unbutton his mask, and he lifts up the visor, and the sun immediately hits his skin and starts frying his face. He drops the mask, turns away from the party, and walks out into the desert, continuing to strip from his clothes, removing his shirt and like his armored breastplate and, 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 and jacket throwing it to the ground, taking off gloves until he's nothing but a vampire exposed fully in skin, his skin bubbling and burning and steaming in the desert air. And as he begins to melt, his flesh disintegrates away as he walks deeper and deeper into the desert until he's nothing but pants and the wind picks up the pants and blows the pants away. <laughs> <laughs> Hopeful, watch this and then go pick up the helmet and bring that with her. Very good. Add a vampire knight's helmet to your inventory. Mm. And with that, and shortly, just moments after his solemn death, the earth begins to rumble a little bit. Mild tremors shake all throughout. But it's not a violent shake. It's the shake of illness. Of release. And then a bronze mist flies across the surface of the earth and envelops your legs in it. And it almost seems as if the air begins to sparkle. Little motes of color begin shooting out in various places all around you like a fine mist rising from the ground and then before you with complete silence a giant head of a dragon translucent and bronze emerges and rises quickly up out of the desert and flies up above you this outline it's, it's translucent like a ghost but a bronze ghost flies up into the air and looks down upon you and as it flies up you see more bodies of dragons fly up from all around in every direction as a as an entire civilization 
of these creatures begins flying and floating into the air from every direction. Their wings flap. They look wild and peaceful, but purposeful as they look and at you and at the earth. And then they begin to dive. And one dives in your direction with great intensity and it opens its mouth and breathes a bronze translucent fire upon you. And um, if you're predisposed to recoil, you would recoil now for you'd be engulfed in flames immediately, except it flows through you and nothing happens except for boats of beautiful rainbow dust starts to emerge from every direction and everywhere in your eyes, you can see rainbows as clouds begin to form uh, up into the sky and you start to feel wet upon you, hit your foreheads as rain begins to descend. And with each pass, the dragons, this armada of dragons flying through the air in different colors of bronze, of red, of purple, of blue, of green, different colors of dragons begin bathing the earth in this translucent fire. And you look down to see the result at your feet and you see the tiniest sliver of grass poke through the desert earth as it merges through and with each whoosh more grass begins to burst through the ground and the rocks as if it had always been there hiding just directly beneath and then behind you you hear a loud creaking of wood snapping and then you look and you see a large tree begin to grow rapidly from the ground and with the first second third and fourth trees everywhere begin to emerge in all directions as a dense forest rises up around you in the distance a large rushing sound echoes throughout the desert and from the mountains a giant torrent waterfall begins bursting shooting out from rocks breaking rocks and creating a, a waterfall in the background as spring emerges throughout the planet all around you <clears throat> after several minutes of the dragons flying around shooting this translucent fire everywhere you are now in a dense forest and it begins to rain and wet rain begins dropping down everywhere Beautiful flowers emerge in all different colors, dandelions, lilacs, roses even. A splendor of colors everywhere. With the waterfall in the background and the translucent dragons healing the planet and bringing it back to the verdant green that it must have once been. It's a paradise compared to what you've seen before. And very soon the dragons form a dragon flight up into the sky and fly off to space. Whew. Leaving you in this new environment. I will weep from the beauty, but since it's raining, no one can tell. <laughs> <laughs> a tear forms along your scales, but yes. It is covered in rain and hidden to only the people who are watching. Stanley just sort of smiles to himself. His head hangs down, still exhausted, still being carried by Varel, and just is kind of whispers, we did it. As the 
sun glints off my shining scales, I'll look down in my arms at Stanley, cradled like a babe, <laughs> and say, we have friends. And I will start walking, no particular direction, but dramatically. <laughs> Uh, Stanley's uh, you, you are vaguely aware as he begins walking off you sort of because you're being carried like a baby you look behind Varel and you see your other simulacrums looking at you for direction uh, how, how's everybody looking hit point wise we can waste a few Stanley's to cure some wounds here uh, I'm good well, at the moment I'm at over 100 I forget I didn't write down exactly how many were left. Oh, there's four. Or six left, sorry. I did write down how many were left. Alright, Stanley would just have them go and... Uh, <laughs> kind of off themselves casting... Um, let's see. That's disturbing. Well, you know, they're gonna melt anyway. <laughs> they're snow people. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. I see. <laughs> snow people... Never mind, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know where you're um, going there. Let's see, what do I have? That's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, they would just go, each one would go cast heal on anybody that's missing hit points. There's enough of them, so we could get everyone. Uh, that's a, a 90 hit point restoration. All right, and so I don't need points. any, so multiple could cover if that's not enough to fully heal. Yeah, we'll hand wave it. I'm not going to worry too much about the. And then you just the pop some bolts. into snow. You just pop them into snow. Okay. Yep. They poof away into snow after healing the party. It's a messy spell, but it cleans up nice. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. snowmen in the rain. <laughs> Like <laughs> and, and with with the new trees that have emerged, uh, you, you you get radioed Stanley again. And you're like, Prime, we are here," and you hear the engine of a ship in the distance. <laughs> we have the bok bok. Very good. We'll be to you shortly. Varel, do you uh, do you hear them? Do you see them? Let's head in that direction. I will head towards the ship. Okay, so the ship finds a clearing to settle down in, or to land in, rather. Settle down. Settle down, ship. Um, <laughs> it finds a clearing to land in, and the party makes its way to the ship and gets on board. There are Elhandari elves looking battle-worn, but still ready to serve their uh, lord. Um as everyone uh, embarks uh, on the vessel um, and lifts off immediately. And Bok Bok is in there and he runs up to Varel. He goes, Varel, we make big boogie. You did, my friend. Mm -hmm. You've done well. And it seems there is one more blowy to end this day. No, not last blowy. Don't tell Bok Bok last blowy. Sad. But you see sticks! Sticks growing ground! Hmm. We've brought the green to this Why world. sticks grow? Because it is free of magic. Magic. Ugh. Yes. We have magic. too much magic. 
cheaters make magic. Hmm. And I'll look at Nash. But then I'll look at Stanley. <laughs> Sometimes Bok Bok magic can be good. <gasps> but it is no longer right for this world. Magic make... Magic mans make tricks on gobby families with trick tricks. No like. And trick tricks will continue. For what is a car but magic of another kind? Not consider. Hmm. In fact, you might be the new wizard of this land with your blowies. Blowy magic? Yes. Yes, not sure how work. Just make fire and then blowy happen. With special stick. Only Bok Bok know to find. Bok Bok good. If we were to ask Nash how his magic works, he would explain it the same way. (laughs) Let's ask. Nash. Mm. Nash Maggie of of the solo mine. Yes. How you make magic. I don't know. It just kind of comes out. Teach Bok Bok. Well, I don't think it works. Magic like finding Blowy. Say Varel. Actually, Nash would want to fire something in the air to see if it, if the stuff still exists. After the cleansing. Right? Okay. You're going to just fire a firebolt? Yeah, just to see. I'll just do a quick cantrip firebolt out into the nowhere. Is there, I don't want to hit anything. We're in a ship. Uh, is there a window or like a portal porthole or a, like we're a... in a spaceship? <laughs> <laughs> I open a window. On a uh, good point. No, it's no window. Out. That's uh, untimely in for Nash as he floats through space. All right, I know what I would do. I would um, when I conjure a fireball. There's kind of a moment of like where it kind of like builds in my hand before I do anything. I just do that part. I don't have to huck it at anything. You, you, you gesticulate various efforts with lots of concern on the faces of your companions. However, no magic produces. At, at all? At all. Okay, what if I... Hold on, I have a sure way. Um, one second. I'm going to cast a shield on myself. That nothing happens. Shit. All right. <laughs> I thought that would work, but it did not. It did nothing, eh? Your connection to the mana wave radiation seems to be distant. You feel naked almost in a way. You can't affect the world around you. Um, I'll pause, sort of look at my hands, look at Bok Bok and say, I can't help you. Because hmm. no want or because no can. No can. Kind of don't want, but definitely no can. <laughs> Burrell looks, uh, Buck Buck looks back at you, Burrell, and says, Nash say no can. No longer. Yeah. Not on this planet. At the moment. Why? Are you sick? No. Did you, did you, Bok Bok, did you see what they did to the ground? Make sticks! The ground makes sticks! <laughs> Lots of sticks. Well, Don't know why. You know why? 
I mean, it's a little much to explain here, but the the effect of it was it took my magic away. Hmm. Well, difficult day for Bok Bok. Bok Bok <laughs> no like magic. For I'll change mind. Now no one no magic. But blowy still work? The blowy still works. Then I am the best magic man now. And you will be feared as such. Not only am I King Bok Bok of the Gobbies, but I am Master Magician. Fear me! He's very impressed with himself. He put Tower his hands immediately went to his head. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Bok Bok ruled Big Boogie. Be Big Emperor. We'll talk, Bok Bok. Hmm. I go bathroom. And then he walks and goes to look for the bathroom. <laughs> okay. He certainly learned some big words. <laughs> um, all right. So the ship, uh, there's a little a message on the intercom. Solidity Prime, we are approaching the moon. All right. Get us to the uh, facility. We'll uh, take it from there. Okay. Um, so, you know, it is the, the viewport in the front is accessible. You can see at the cockpit. And so from that remove, even from your distance, you can see that the ship is approaching a large, gray, barren, atmosphereless rock in space. It descends into a crater that's filled with shadow. And you see there's a few other ships at the base of this crater. And at the bottom sort of corner, there appears to be a pit with a cave in a doorway that's been wedged open. The ship lands. All right, you may disembark. Oh. All right, uh, Solidity Prime, we are here. You may disembark. I didn't mean to say it with such a <laughs> foreboding voice. Just <clears throat> haven't had dinner yet. Well, soon enough, then. And the then ship, the... The catwalk lowers. With a great effort and groan, Stanley gets up and starts making his way down the ramp. Okay, perfect. Uh, you make your way down the ramp and you find the atmosphere breathable. Uh, even though it looks empty and the party is able to disembark from the moon, uh, onto the moon. And so you, the, the first thing you notice is that the gravity is quite light. You can just even feel it everywhere that you're sort of a little bit floating. As you make, take your big steps, your, your legs seem to just lift in the air much easier. And you make your way towards the cave. Now, the cave actually has this sort of doorway um, that's been wedged open, it looks like. There's devices wedging these two large concrete slabs to either side. Uh, there's an Elhandari elf at the doorway. Motions you in. This way, Salili. And as you, as you move through the cavern, you begin to notice that there are bodies strewn in rock in the same way that you saw beneath the solar mines, except rather than flesh, they look made of the moon and stone. And as you progress further down this cavern with bodies, it looks like a Renaissance painting, like people are like in poses or swimming all through the different... And there's like this tapestry of people swimming, but depicted in stone. 
And as you move down to the end of this cave, you enter into a large chamber that becomes metal and chrome. And you see circled around 13. The best way I could describe it would be like a technological crypt. Like it looks like an empty coffin, like square slab, like a sarcophagus. Everything looks opened and there's all kinds of devices. Like there's these, um, you know, plastic tubes with liquid moving to these slabs. There's metal machinery all across the ceiling, including what looks like arms and things that might move. And in this room, there is a squadron of Elhandari elves, and they're looking towards the back of the room where there is a, a, a doorway that they can't open. This one made of chrome uh, with seemingly some control panel embedded into the door in a place uh, like, a, like a hole for something to be inserted into about the size of a wrist. Admiral Chrysoris is among these men, and he approaches you with his helmet on, and he says, We've been unable to enter into this inner chamber. Now, with the explosives you brought, we have no problem tearing this asunder, but we should fully investigate what this place is before burying it in case... In case our enemy is not truly defeated, how do we know the enemy is truly defeated? Well, from what we've read up on liches, and it could be that maybe the principle was an exception, but uh, there's an item that they call a phylactery that needs to be destroyed. Until it's destroyed, he can always come back. Very well. Then uh, I don't... Admiral Chrysoris looks about the room. If there was a phylactery, what would it look like? Uh, I see nothing in this room that... Uh, could it be in this room, even? How do we know? My guess would be he would keep it as secure as possible, so I'm in agreement. We should explore fully. The question is how to get through the door. Chrome has traditionally shown itself to be highly resistant to heat. Nash... Can you confirm magic is still not working for you up here? All right. I'll try... Um, I'll try casting light, the cantrip light, on a, whatever is left of my potato pe or my vegetable peelings in my pocket. You attempt to cast the spell light, but uh, nothing but a little fart gets released. <laughs> Mag <laughs> it's kind of magic in a way. You know? Was that what you were <laughs> intending to cast, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is supposed to light this thing up. Let me try it again. Does it again? I'm like, no, this is. I don't yep. think so, Stanley. I think I'm. I think I'm neutered here. Your baby arm also tries to cast something. It doesn't work. It sort of, of its own volition. Normally, you have control over, but of its own volition, it sort of pokes itself out of your your cloak and attempts. It looks like it's attempting to cast spells, and um, nothing happens. Okay. But in the past, Nash, and I believe the principal even said as much, your aspect of being part dragon is a part of you. Like your underwear DNA. Can right. you float? Can you fly here? Does that work? I'll, I'll attempt that. You find that you can float? Okay. Yeah, this works. <laughs> This works, but we kind of knew it would because it's part of my, you know, my being now. Well, 
you have always been part dragon in part of your being. And we need the acid aspect of that. I know you didn't manage it in the fight with the principal. I know you were training before we fought the world breaker, but do you think you can concentrate and call forth that power now and melt through this door? I mean, I can try. Don't forget the dragon part was removed some time ago, and now all I'm left with is whatever works still. So I'll try to conjure acid splash bow like I did the other without without actually using it on anything. I just want to see if I can conjure it up. Nothing but farts. Not the spell, Nash. The dragon. You and your dad were practicing this. Well, I can try. And I'll hunker down and try to be, try to transform. Like okay, I always how did. How much effort do you put into it? I mean, on a scale of one to ten, I'll give it an eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right, make a Constitution saving throw, please. Okay. Give me the result. All right, incoming. Here we go. Uh, ooh, a twenty-eight. Okay. Well. You almost like you feel like you're about to destroy your innards, but thankfully you prevent yourself from doing it. Nothing happens. You don't change, but you do hear your your um, shoulder mouth go. Ah! Stop! <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> Stop it! I'm glad all these useful parts of me still work. Um, I'd say, well, there. Well, you what go. are you doing up there? <laughs> That's really uncomfortable. I go, Stanley, you're just kind of rubbing it in. I don't work anymore. And I would put up my hands and do a bunch of firebolt summons, and all it does is make me go in front of Stanley. Stop! Stop doing that stuff! That's uncomfortable. You're like you're like doing shoulder kegels, and it hurts me. Stop it. <laughs> shoulder kegels. <clears throat> yeah, no, no, no dragon. No, no. Look, uh, that main, main, main head Nash. <laughs> Wait, Head Nash, that's me? Yes. <laughs> Wait, what's going on up there? Why is it so cold? Uh, Just chill for a minute. Everything's fine. We're just working out some stuff. Look, I can't help but eavesdrop. I know you got your own thing going on up there, but maybe we could talk a second. Okay. You know what? That's a good idea. And I'll point, pull my finger up to Stanley like, wait a second. And I'll turn around and go over where I'm kind of alone. Not alone, but, you know, just with the voice. Okay, you turn around and you just to do it in front of other people. Yeah, I'll do just you do want, it in front of okay. other people. I would say headphones off, but the conversation's happening so loudly that everyone can hear it. Yeah, anyway, they'll hear so. it. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Unless I can do it. Yeah, I, I doubt I can do it with my mind. So yeah. Listen, I heard that maybe we have a dad. <laughs> yeah, he's gone though, and wasn't much of a dad. So don't feel bad or anything. You didn't miss out on anything. It's all fine. Uh, I've only been alive for a few weeks, so you're kind of just my dad, anyways. I think. But you have a dad, and your dad, well, passed away. Okay. Yeah. We fought him. And, I don't and know if where you are we now? Uh, Why are we here? We're up in a spaceship. We've left Earth. Uh, it appears I've lost my powers, with the exception, if you want to call them powers, of you talking and the arm moving, and I can still float around. That's about it. But I heard someone refer to this as a moon. Are we on a moon? Uh, this is a... Are we on the moon? We're already yes, there. Yes, you're on the moon. Oh, then yes, we're on the moon. 
It's a moon. <laughs> I know okay. All right. I'm, I'm glad I ha- I'm helping follow along here. Um, <laughs> clearly, you should rely on my help a little more. I, I probably could come sure. in handy. I got. You have two ears. All uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I was aware of that. So this is your dad's place. Yeah. Yes. What does so that? What does may- that have to do with anything? Well, maybe you can use this place the same way he can. Expound. What do you mean? Well, you mean tap um, my powers because we're here. There's a door, right? Yeah. And you can't get in because yeah. it's locked. Yeah. But what if it opens for you? I mean, we could try. Let's try it. Yeah, go and, uh, I don't know, do something with the door. Okay. I'll do that then, and I'll tell Stanley that I'm doing it. Hey, my other mouth has an idea. (laughs) Oh, does it? What did it say? It says I should try to see if that door will open for me. Like it would have for... I feel like maybe we should have adventured with your other mouth. (laughs) Well, we're all part of the same package, so there it is. Let's give it a shot. I don't know. I have no idea if this will work. All right, you walk up to the large chrome door. It's very big. It it, go, it runs up 20 feet, let's say. It's, it's this large sort of hangar bay door, it looks like. Um, but it has the bodies, you know, like it, the border of it has people swimming um, all around in the, in, in the chrome, mm-hmm. you know, like as, as a tapestry. In the center of the door is a, a looks like a panel. It's darkened. And there's a hole about the size of a wrist in the door. Okay. It's black inside. You can't see in there. Size of a wrist. Well, I'll put my hand in it then. One sec. <laughs> DM is the up. The DM failed the save and floated away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You all right? Yeah. What'd you, what'd you lose? Sorry, there? spider attack. Oh, jeez. Got to take care of those. Oh, but um, look at how well he he kept his cool. Yeah, he did street. good. You don't like spiders. Yeah. yeah, I just instantly got up and murdered it the moment I saw it. That, that's keeping my cool. Yeah. Um. All right. So, um, yeah. Where was I? Okay. You put the your wrist, your hand into the door. Yes. And the screen, something grabs your hand, and then you begin to feel little things poking into it, and it's painful. Um. The screen lights up. Yeah. And you hear, and there's sort of this picture of your hand as it's being analyzed uh, in the in the wrist hole. And then a voice echoes out. Attempt to enter detected. Analyzing. Analyzing. Does it still hurt? It's like Dune. I got my hand yeah, in the box. Yeah, okay. it hurts. Yeah, it's hand in the box style. Uh, make a saving throw. Make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, 26. You do not scream out in pain. As it pokes you, and then the voice says, Principal byproduct recognized. <laughs> and it shoots out your hand. It shoots out your hand. Uh-huh. And the door unhinges. And the the gate begins to slide open or the, 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 the doors begin, the hangar bay doors begin to 
open, okay. and your shoulder mouse says, uh, "Did that work?" Uh, yeah, it's opening. Sounded like it worked. Great, great idea. I'm hungry. Mouth. Oh, really? And I'll drop a, uh, I'll drop a potato peel or a um, vegetable peel down his mouth. Yeah. So your shoulders like you know animating on the side with the chewing. And as these doors open, um, it opens up to a large chamber, circular, all around, and all along the walls, in the same way as you saw in the basement of the solar mines and in the, under the underground, there are all these faces strewn in the wall. Okay. And all the faces are made of chrome this time. Are they moaning and doing like they did last time? They're not animating. They're still. Okay. Everything in this room is deathly still. In the center of this room is a platform that's raised, like center, as if you could be sort of on stage for the onlookers of faces to see you. Okay. Did everyone follow me here or am I on my own? You haven't moved into the room yet. But there are, are, are you guys all out just outside there with me? The party's with you and the Elhandari elves are here. All right, well, Admiral I'll, I'll turn to them and say, well, do, you want, do we want to go in? Yeah, we've come this far. Morel, you're good. Let's end it. Stanley. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going in, and I'll I'll lead the way since this is letting me in. So let's go. All right, the party moves in, and Admiral Chrysler says, "Do you want us in there as well?" Yeah. Uh, maybe. How many are there of, with him? You know, there's a unit of about 24, 20 or, 20 or 30. In this, I, I would say in maybe crypt, maybe live a couple crypt. out or leave a couple outside the door, just guard things, keep an eye on stuff, and then everybody else maybe come in. We could probably use the backup. Stanley gives a nod behind Nash's <laughs> shoulder to make him. <laughs> yeah, I can't give orders. Just like, just like yeah, let him, uh, let, let him tell you what to do. It's fine. All right. You, so you move in. And you bring in your elves with you. They stand by the doorway. And you're in the room. There's a raised pedestal in the center of the room. Uh, I'll and approach it. But endless faces all around in circular formation in the door. And again, not they're not moving or talking or anything. The they're door just... is open. Yeah. I'll go let me I'll walk up closer to the the pedestal or the whatever it is. Yeah, it's like a round, round sort of raised floor in the center. Okay. Just think of it as like a raised stage. There's like a ramp to go up, and then you're raised. Okay, I'll walk so up you, that. All right, you walk up the ramp, and as soon as you hit the ramp, a light from the ceiling, an unknown spot, as there's just faces up there. Actually, Stanley, you can see from your vantage, one of the faces, their mouth is open, and a light shines from the mouth atop Nash. <laughs> the doors begin to close. Behind you. Slowly, but they begin to close. Does anyone do anything or do they remain in the room? Hope's gonna stay. Yeah. I'd say Stanley should have one of your dudes stand in front of the door and see if it stops or crushes him. I don't want to kill him, but maybe he can. That's a terrible idea. No. <laughs> it's just one of like 20. We won't miss him. Nash doesn't actually say any of this. Stanley looks over at Admiral Chrysorius and goes, okay, you don't have to listen to him anymore. 
All right. Yeah, I don't react either. I'm just going to look, but I'll stand there. All right. As the doors begin to close, um, it's, it's nearly done. I'd just like to know who's standing on the stage. Is anyone else going to join Nash upon the stage? No. No, that's that's Nash business up there. Yeah. Hmm, okay. So as the doors close, the lights dim. And from the point of view of the party, Nash disappears. Whoa. Nash, the world, the, the, the room itself falls away. And you're now floating in outer space. The heads come, the heads remain. And the steel heads float all around at free. And they begin animating in this new realm that you're in somehow. The heads float around quickly. And then one head comes to you in the direct center, large, and addresses you formally. Nash Byproduct, N4SH. Why are you reporting here? Um, I'm not really reporting here, I suppose. Where are my friends? There were there were others with, who were with me. Who are you? We are the Council of Faces. I know not what occurs with your friends. You have come here to commune with us. What wisdom do you seek? I want to know. Why did we send Nash? Yeah, I'm a, ter- <laughs> I'm a terrible person to send for this. Um, uh, I would you can inquire, do it, Nash. I would you can inqu- do it. We believe in you. We <laughs> let you go up the ramp by yourself for a reason. Now's your time to shine. I'm gonna. I'm gonna inquire. Uh, further inquire. What I'd say. What kind of what kind of information can you give me here? I can give you, we can provide you with direction on how best to defend humanity from the extra species threats that face it. Well, there's a great question right there. What do we do to do that? What threat remains? The planet has been infiltrated by infernals and those infernals have brought many races to our planet our objective is to extinctify them all through the use of any means necessary we can provide you with a course of action based on our collective thought what wisdom do you seek that I want to know that what do we do give it to me give me that Give me whatever tools I need. Please report the status of the principal being. Oh, boy. I would say... Um, his status is currently unknown. Another vo- another uh, face comes up towards you and says, We know you are not truthful. 
Another voice comes by. You are of the principle's making. We are of the principle's making. We share entity. We share being. Another head comes towards you. You are us. We are the tool. We are the vengeance of humans. What is the status of the principle? Being. Well, here's the honest truth. I don't know for certain, but I think we destroyed him. Or at least... Calculating. Yeah. We are calculating. Please repose a moment. (laughs) A course of action has determined we have wisdom for you and for SH. Are you ready? I'm ready. Give it to me. A new principal being must be designated. You have been chosen as this being. Another head comes around you. You will carry out the will of the Council of Faces. You will protect this planet from its enemies. You will protect this planet from the gods who would use us as playthings. The Council of Faces has willed it. In our contemplation, we have protected ourselves and different faces are telling you this as they fly around and give you different information sort of swirling around. The gods use mortals as their plaything. We are of the old earth. To protect ourselves, we downloaded our consciousness into computers, and then we made chrome computers. With this computing, we have protected ourselves, but we have no agency in the outside world, and thus the principal protocol was created. Our principle is no more. A new one can be created. You will now become the principle. Do I have any choice in this? You do not. And immediately you're, you're, you, you can feel um, your being uh, change. And then from the ground, your feet begin to get swollen up into chrome. Please do not resist. It will be over soon. I will still resist. Mm, okay. Even make if it a, affords me nothing. So, oh. Make a constitution saving throw. Okay. <clears throat> oh, shit. 13. Please do not resist. The wisdom of our race will be yours soon. And your body begins to fill up with chrome. Does it hurt? It doesn't hurt. It feels powerful. Does my other mouth do anything? You can feel your cells being rewritten into new pieces of cells. Your mouth goes, um, what's this about being a principal? I don't know what's going on. I don't know any of this. I just got here. (laughs) I don't want to die. (laughs) You are being rewritten. Please be peaceful. And within seconds... The process is done. Your body shifts around before you can even blink. There's no pain. There's just a feeling of being rewritten. A feeling of being power. Being something different than what you were before. You've grown in height. You look down and you see a chiseled chrome body. Lay lines of power. You look at your hands and they shine chrome back to you. The lead face in the Council of Faces. 
a soft womanly face approaches your face and says, it is done. You are now the principal being. Your task will now be to bring the power and light of Chrome to the world. Failure to do so will result in your rejection. We require compliance. Do you comply? Okay, my question is to you, do I feel, even I feel changed, I feel all this stuff, but do I feel compelled to say yes regardless, or or do I have agency to say whatever I want? You still have your free will, but you feel your psyche being rewritten. You feel your being being repurposed. You feel like you're losing yourself. I would say... I'd say, but my... But, but, but my family what about them humanity is your family you were created of the principle your purpose has been set since your creation you are seedling for principal beings you will create seedlings of your own proper re- re- reproductions of yourself but I have a, I have children and a wife Such aberrations may be possible, but your fate is of a higher purpose. Ignore that fate, and we will dispose of you. Dispose of me. Describe disposed. What do you mean? Just put back to my normal self? Previous self? No. You will be... um, We will retain you. We will carve off material from you that we need to create a proper principal copy. We thank you for returning home. Your purpose is our purpose, the protection of Earth. What assurances do you have? What assurances do I have that this is a noble thing for me to to do like how, how do I know this is right you are agent it is for you to decide how you will carry out our will we grant you our power so I have freedom to ca- to carry out your will that isn't really freedom That means I'm beholden to you and your needs. We are not your master. We are you. We are a collective memory of the humans of Earth. You are our avatar. You are our champion. You are the progeny of the principle whose purpose it was before him. You will carry out our will. It is not one of servitude. It is one of destiny. We have shaped your destiny. But we do not control your actions. You are our actions. And you begin to hear the voices sort of creep up in a small chorus in your head. Little motes of whispers suggesting things. But you can't make out the exact words. And the voices are coming from your body, from your hand, from your arms, from your legs. 
One thing is certain. You are the principal now. Am I all buff and stuff? Like formidable and yeah. large and all yeah. that? Uh, yep. Um, and you feel power returning to your hands. Okay. Magical power. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. Um, One thing you do notice is that your baby arm is gone and your shoulder mouth is gone. And you no longer have thermal underwear DNA. What, the mouth is just gone? There's no, it's just gone? It's just gone. And the hand's not, there's no hand. You've been rewritten. Damn, I don't know why I'm gonna, I don't know why that upsets me more than Your scars are gone. Your nature's hole is gone. (laughs) (laughs) Our nature's pocket is gone. Nature's pocket is gone? Your form is perfect. Your physique is flawless. Okay, but how does, how do, hmm. On an emotional level, what are my feelings right now? That's up to you. You're the player. I can still do that? <laughs> yeah, you, you you are still you, but you have ascended to this new form, this new being. It's confusing. And you may be mourning the loss of things as you change. Whatever you're feeling, you're feeling. You walked into this machine, and your fate is being taken from you. I will sit up straight pause for a moment and then say I accept this fate return me to my friends seek out our counsel whenever you need it ensure the protection of this chamber our wisdom is that you kill everyone so that they do not know the secret of this place whoa 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 you're saying I need to kill those I came with? They have the potential to ruin us. Ruin our purpose. The secret must be maintained. Okay, quick table talk. You're saying, though, I still have freedom to choose whatever I want. I'm in You're this an autonomous form. being. They don't have control over you, okay? You can do whatever you want. But... They are currently telling you. They are also. They're both telling you what to do, but they're not your master. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It's not. And right now, you're kind of in their clutch. So. Yeah. But you don't know to what extent their clutch might extend. You don't know what's going on in some respects. This is. Here's what I'll say. I'll say. I accept this fate. Let me return to. you know, the earthly plane or whatever. Very well, Principal. Please come and seek our guidance whenever you should need it. We have wisdom dating back millennia of humanity. Uh, quick and understanding on this. Do When I need to talk to you guys, I do it on this platform. That's the only, That's the connection? Yes. You may commune with us here on the platform. Okay, got it. Send me back. We will begin working on making replicants of your body in case you lose one. And with that, everything snaps back into place. The faces snap back into place. Your friends snap back into place. For the rest of the party, Nash appears a fully formed chrome buff man, basically principal, 
with Nash's face before you. So I don't look like I'm, I. They know it's me, right? They don't go, ah, shit, the principal's back. They know they, it's they me. They don't know they're, what they're seeing. They're, like we're gonna give them time to react. Uh, but it's physically, you look like a buff, you know, Thanos body-sized chrome man, but it has the handsome face of Nash without scarring or anything else. And no disfigurements. Lay lines of power all over, and they appear. it appears before the party. I mean, Stanley wouldn't recognize a handsome Nash, and he would just see the principal back. So, weapon drawn. Yeah. Chrome's Bane bared. Alright, the party looks at you. They don't recognize you, and they have their weapons out. I would say immediately, almost. <laughs> I would look around and know, and I would have expected this. Because how else would they react? Of course they're going to react this way. Um, Is my eye fixed and everything? I don't have a... You don't have a red eye? You have a perfectly handsome, chiseled chrome face. Jeez. It's pretty hot. Um, I, <laughs> I'll look at everybody and I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to step off the platform, first of all. Slowly. Just so I'm not on it. Okay? So I can't get risen back up into face land. Okay. For, for what I'm about to say. So I will step down slowly. And then very quickly, I will look at them all and say, It's me. It's Nash. Run from this place. Go. Now, I'll say, with all earnestness. All right, let's uh, take our mid-show break there. Okay. <laughs> nice. And we we can get oh, our reactions to this when we come back. All right, we'll be back soon, everybody. I don't even know what to say, so I won't say anything. We'll be back soon. Don't go too far. We'll be right back. And that means we're ready for part two of today's event. Bo, it's back in your court, sir. Yes, so um, principal-shaped Nash appears before you stepping down from the stage and he says to leave this place now Run. the Elhendari elves have their weapons drawn as do the heroes of the wastes why uh, I would go basically well I, here's what I would say I'd say it was a little bit of a trap they've turned me into this they want me to kill all of you, and I don't want that. Leave. I don't know what I'm capable of or what this place is capable of. And I can help blow a hole in that door or whatever, but you've got to go. We can hook up later if possible. I don't know, but this has all gone bad. Nash, nope. where's the phylactery? I don't know. I'm just, I'm, this is all you're getting from me now. I don't even have my little hand anymore. I go, look, I'll point at my neck. Look at my eye. It's all fixed. Look at, I got a chrome wiener and I don't even have the hole I used to have. Like I'm going to go all out and let them know. This is, it's me, but I'm not me anymore. It's also part of some deal where it was foreordained that they were going to make me the replacement principal. I didn't know any of this. 
But you've got to go because they want me to kill. They say I'm required to kill you all, and I don't want to. Well, then don't. I won't, but I don't know what this place, I don't know what else. Then let's all go then. We got to go. <laughs> we got to get out of here. I don't trust it. They think I'm, if they think I'm turning on them, if they can make me, they can unmake everyone, I think. I don't know. I don't know what they're capable of. Who's they? What? Say that again. Who's they? Oh, the fa- these faces when they, when, did I disappear while you guys, while I was gone? Did you see me for the whole time or did I disappear? No, you vanished. Okay, while I was vanished, these heads up here, these chrome faces, they come alive and came with me and they zip around my head and tell me a whole story and then transform me into this and say that I was, this was always meant to be. I'm the seed of the principle because he's been destroyed. I have to take over. It's all pretty grim. Nash, you're making as much sense as you always do. (laughs) You are still yourself. Your fear of this place is only because of your father, who is dead. End this place. Free yourself. Why should we abandon you? Well, I guess you don't have to. I just, I don't know what this place can do. I'm nervous about its defensive capabilities or what, how it will react to me rebelling. I, I mean, it's already too late. I've rebelled. I told them I'd come out and do what they said, but it was just so I could warn everybody. Does the Bo is the place showing any signs of like freak out or shaking or any kind of like defensive mechanism or anything? The place is quiet and derelict. The faces all stare out at everyone. But you do notice something. You notice that you have a connection to this place. You can feel it feeding into you. This place is you. Oh, weird. Well, then I command me and it to open the door. The doors begin to open behind the party. All right. But a thought. I think I did that. Let's go. Well, we can't leave, Nash. This place needs to be destroyed. Yeah, but not from the inside. We'll all die in it. Why do you want to do that? Let's do it from the outside. Well, how are you going to do that from the outside? I have all the powers of the of the principal, and I and I have a feeling since I can tell that door to open, I might be able to just tell it all to f off and fall into itself or something. But I can't do it. We're all in here. Doesn't make any sense. You're a bunch well, of flesh still. I'm a chrome man. I don't know what I don't know what this place would do if you guys got all mushed up in here. No, I'm not asking you to do it right now. <laughs> we came here to blow this place up. Let's set the explosives. Let's do what we came here to do. We don't have to go running outside right now, man. All right, fine. I'm going to wait out there, though. I don't like it in here. It's claustrophobic as hell. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go outside. Set the bombs. Thunk, you thunk, can do that thunk, without me. Thunk, 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 thunk. Nash's heavy steps. Just dunk, <laughs> dunk, 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 dunk as he starts topping us. <laughs> the Alhandari elves look anxiously towards you for command. Look, you don't have to worry. That is clearly Nash. (laughs) I had doubts until he opened his mouth, but there is no doubt in my mind that that is Nash at this point. Let's set the explosives and get out of here and see what we can do. And let's avoid that stage. 
And I'll say behind my back, absolutely, hope is right, that thing sucks. And I'll just keep going out. <laughs> okay. All right. So everyone is going to sit lay explosives everywhere throughout the facility? Yeah. Okay. So within about 10 minutes, everyone, let's make a... Uh, is there a role we can do that for the effectiveness of it as everyone works on this? Um, except for Nash, who's stomping out. <laughs> um, what's a good role for... There's no role for... Alright, you just set the explosives. It's explosives. It's not complicated. You start putting them around. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's make a role for the effectiveness. It's like, no. Somewhere a demolitions uh, expert heard that and went, well... Yeah. Um, so you place everyone, including the Alhandari elves, get to work with the supply of explosives provided by Bok Bok, who's still aboard the ship and didn't, didn't come out here. Um, uh, begin to set explosives. As you stomp out into the onto the atmosphere of the moon, and you see yourself in the deep crater, Nash, uh, Bok Bok descends from the catwalk of the ship going, Wow! Big Chrome Man! It's me. I'm, it's Nash. There's, I'm now made out of chrome. Don't worry about How it, How do though. you do that? It's a long story. Bok Bok, I'll let Varel fill you in on everything. Don't worry about it. Stay here. How poo-poo? Oh, how I go... How how do I poo? I don't, I don't know. I haven't had to since this change. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we, we cut back to our party who's placing the explosives... Um, anything else you want to consider before exiting this place? No, not on my part. The explosives that are set, you give the command, the Elhemdari elves begin uh, exiting quickly. The three of you take a last look before departing without any further desire to do anything. You also all exit from the cave back to the atmosphere of the moon. You see Principal Nash communicating with Bok Bok. The Elhendari elves begin loading up on the ships. Do you know from where that you'd want to detonate the explosives? You'd have a remote detonator. Let's go and be in the ships then. Get yeah. some chrome splashings. Get okay. as far away from it as we can. Thunk, 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 thunk. Nash enters one of the ships super heavy, leaving foot... Like indentations on the metal where he steps. You're very heavy. Um, you all enter aboard the ships, and the ships begin to slowly rise. Eddie, do you know at what point who, who wants to have the honors of blowing up the explosives, and when do you want to do it? Pass it to Nash. If he can blow up his own base, then he's oh. a free man. Okay. Nash would be happy to do it. Okay. So the ships begin to rise, and at a certain point, you look at that sort of cavernous hole in the moon's surface. Chrome finger hovering above the detonator. And with a gentle click, click, you hear it like a low boom, sort of echo out in space, so the sound is very muffled. And then an explosion of dust. Boom, boom, boom. You don't see fire, you see sort of inverted, sort of this inverse kind of like <laughs> vacuum suction as it goes <laughs> and then a giant shower of dust bursts out of the cave. <laughs> and your form begins to melt. 
in place. Melt. Like, I'm... Am, am I underneath it? No, you're in the ship. No, I mean, connection. I'm saying the... that You're saying I'm starting to melt, or you're saying the form of the... Am I melting? You're, you're melting. You begin melting. Into something or just melting? Into a puddle of chrome. Oh, shit. You're aware that this may be the end. My mind would race. I would say, can I be vocal? Yeah. I would say, this could be it for me. If this works, it was worth it. Take care of my wife, my kids. Make sure they're taken care of. And finally, I remember way back in the days in the solar mines... They let us watch an ancient film called Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And then I would sink and have my thumb up as I went down inside. Like a Terminator. Those are the last vocalizations you hear of Nash Maggard and the Social Minds. Uh, social Minds. Nash Maggard of the Solar Minds <laughs> as he melts into a puddle of chrome with his thumbs up and his final words. Melting into place. All right, get up, Nash. Find display, Nash, on your feet. Is there any consciousness there? Anything at all? No, you've expired. Stanley goes over to the chrome puddle. Is it just a puddle? There's nothing in there except chrome. It's just a puddle that's begun to harden and turned into a mound at the surface of a Elhendari spaceship. Before it hardens, can I collect some of the chrome? Yeah. It'll harden in, into whatever you put it in, or maybe into your hand. It's... Okay. Do you have a container I... to scoop it in with or something? Yeah, I'm looking real quick. Let me just see what's in my inventory here. Um, the ship might have some containers, maybe like a box or storage. You could look around for something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just find any container that can hold a, a bit of it. Okay. Um, an Elhandari L. You command a, one of the Elhandari to go find you something to scoop some of this in. It quickly returns with uh, this sort of glass vial that has a <clears> screw top in it. Hands it to you. Yeah, collect... Okay, you scoop Collects up some of the vial. chrome, put it into the vial. It hardens into a solid matter inside the vial. You've screwed a lid on. You now have a vial of some of Nash's chrome. See, getting up. I don't think he is this time, Varel. Admiral Chrysorius is aboard the ship and has witnessed all this, and he approaches your side and says, Many have sacrificed themselves for the future of this realm. Nash's memory will be remembered. We will honor him with song and monument. Shouldn't have been him. 
It shouldn't have come to this. This was just supposed to be the... This was just supposed to be the victory lap. This was just supposed to be finishing the rest of it. And he was supposed to be here for it. It's not acceptable. Well, we still have to drop off the chrome to planet Nash. So who knows what we'll find there, right? Stanley shoves the vial into his, his pocket and just sort of walks away. It's unacceptable. Before you can walk away, Admiral Chrysoris puts a hand on your shoulder and he says, Silly Prime, I know that you are saddened by the loss of your companion, but we have won a great victory today. The people who want celebration, the peoples of Forel's people and Hope's people and our own. We must bring a message of hope and cast aside our sadness and strengthen them for the eons to come. It's a new dawn. Look, and he sort of points to a viewport uh, where the spaceship is. Look upon this planet. See that it is now covered in greenery once again. It has returned to its health, to its glory, free from its corruption. Let us write a new fate together. Hmm? Your companion gave you a great sacrifice. Many have sacrificed themselves for this. Let the people rejoice and allow yourselves to rejoice. Stanley will give kind of a half-hearted nod and then move past them. Hmm. Okay. The Admiral looks to you two and says, So, where shall we go? I have to give directions to my pilot. We are tasked with informing Nash's family first, and then we will begin the celebration. Planet Nash. These ships don't have the capability to traverse there. That would require the Fate 6. Stanley will need some time to recover. He's weary from his battles. Then we hold a period of mourning until we can head back there to the planet, Nash. And then we come back and we can celebrate. And where would you like to go? We should probably start at the solar mines. Let everyone know. Okay. So the she, he, he solemnly nods his head, gives his direction, walks, leaves, and will give direction to the pilot. And the ship is brought to the solar mines once again. There, as you descend, the peoples of the various armies you've collected are uh, encamped, encircled, uh, 
at the center of it, engaged in various operations for recovering uh, materials from the site, shutting things down. There is a somewhat of a um, a camp for the residents of the suburbia who've been recovered. There's a large population of humans that lived here. Uh, they are under guard, and you know the, the peoples are aware that you've descended. Now we don't have to enact everything immediately. We can have some time pass. You can tell me your, what your plans in the coming days might be, uh, but the immediate threat is gone, and the you know any immediate need for actions has now passed. So I would ask you guys to tell me what your characters would want to do um, in this new age of the planet. And keep in mind, when you descend upon the solar mines, it is no longer a barren wasteland, blasted land. There are trees and waterfalls and Buteus Mountains and snow-capped peaks surrounding this valley. Even growing where suburbia is, through cutting through everything. The magma itself also gone. Well, number one priority for Stanley is to rest up and reconstitute the Fate Six. So it's going to be lots of rest for him. He's still... He's still, <laughs> he's still uh, tired. Scott has chromed yeah, for his For audio background. listeners, he's chromed his background. He's like, he's basically a pile of goo right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where would you want, would you go to, would you, you know, build yourself a cabin away from everyone and become a recluse during this period? Or would you allow them to find, would you spend your days providing commands and engaging in leadership? And that uh, question goes for everyone. Stanley would... He'd be upset on the ship. By the time they landed, he would play the part. And he would... He would act accordingly. So while he would be mostly resting and not exactly, you know, making his way through seeing people booking events... Celeli Prime or anything. No, no, but you'd be he giving be, commands. He would uh, be putting on airs and doing what was expected where he he makes appearances that this is a, a victory worth celebrating. Okay. Okay. Um, and for Varel and Hope, you know, what would your, you know, given a couple of days, given, given four days of time to start organizing, determining a direction, determining what to do, would you just rest? Would you get going? What do your characters want to do here? Hope would rest on the first day, and then she would take count of the tieflings uh, and start spreading the word that Tiet Kalau will be open for everybody, whoever wants to join in rebuilding that city. Uh, tiefling, human, doesn't, lizard folk, doesn't matter. Okay. Several dozen have survived small people but you'll rebuild uh, Nobieri among them as a survivor if you have anything you want to do with him um, okay perfect so you found your fallen uh, buried them or given them burial rights as custom for your people and but the rest of them have made those plans excellent and for Varel uh, what would your days follow similar question how many people do I have left uh Several dozen. I would say probably a little more, more than the tieflings. You have about 50 to 60 remaining. Okay. 
Well, even with the overgrowth and lack of lava, this place would still be a blighted land of suburbia. So I would look to my people to return to Razak Val and be in contact and in trading distance of Tiet Kala. Would your people, and this is a question again for both of you, would your people traverse by land? Would you have the Alhandari ships bring you there when it's time to depart? You know, for migrating back to your lands, uh, what's the plan? Definitely flying. Okay. My people would walk, hike, climb. All right, so probably a journey of a month or so. Yeah. Okay. But an adventure all the same, and okay. So you're you having now encampments in the solar mine as you prepare for your travel arrangements, um, and as you await sort of the Salili Prime. Now he's in a position where he's sort of been given out orders and stuff, but he's been, you know, mourning uh, and detached as well as, as John described, as Stanley described. Um, so uh, during this time, I mm-hmm. would have my lizard craftsmen, of which we are great, build a statue of Nash over the solar mines. But it's very, um, very primal, very caricature in that way. It's the essence mm. of Nash. Looks mm. very much like the, the totem from the beginning of Indiana Jones with the overly large head. And okay. where his crotch is, is a great cornucopia that spills forth fruits and other offerings. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right. That happens. Uh, did they build it? Is it built of stone? What is it? Of sand? Of clay? What is it made of? It would be of stone if available. Um, okay. You yeah. know, probably reject metals in that way. So you put your people to work on creating this great offering. Uh, it's, you know, it's great and vast, but requires the resources of everyone to pull together and build. <clears throat> So several days pass, and you receive a summons from Admiral Chrysorius to convene to make some decisions on the affairs of how the fates of various peoples are going to be handled at a great council meeting. We are upon this meeting, but it is the three of you at the table with uh, Amantha Lodar, uh, the, the High Elf, Admiral Chrysorius, and the other great leaders of note um, that are there. So we're talking... Uh, uh, King of the Arakakra, who you haven't interacted with much. King Bok-Bok. Um, yeah, those are the only ones that have survived, essentially. There's no surviving... Oh, there is, sorry, there's Har- Hargo Moon. He, who is blessed with a wise finger, who's also sitting away, not at the table, because he's a giant cyclops, listening in um, to the conversation as well. Uh, there is no representative from the House of Men of humans present at this uh, meeting. Here the fates of various factions will be decided, so first among them, what will we do with the peoples of the solar mines that have survived, the humans? What is to become of them? Uh, Hope would speak up and offer them a place in Tietkala. Okay. I'm going to start noting this stuff down so we know where they end up. 
So hope would offer them to yet, humans would offer them Tietkla to live. Okay, and who else do we have here? So there are the remaining dragon sons. Uh, the ancient sorcerers who helped the principal achieve his goals. They turned out not to be aggressive when you met them down below, but they are knowledgeable in arcane ways, and they did help the enemy. So what is to be their fate? I mean, their knowledge in the arcane is not going to help them on a mundane world. No punishments? I'm simply I don't know why I'm responding to you in character. <laughs> I'm just trying to get I'm just trying to get a sense. Yeah, because we don't we don't have a lot of time, so I would love to roleplay the whole council meeting, but I'm just trying to get a sense of um the fates of various things. You are amongst the leadership of this world now, having been its primary champions, you do get to decide. Or say, don't care. In but, in general, Stanley is a voice for forgiveness. Um, that's about... And would, would say, you know, so long as they are productive and helpful towards the rebuilding, anyone can find a place here. And is there agreement with the, the lizard folk and tiefling delegations? Hope agrees. I would put them to the sword. But as they will outlive me, your decision is the one I will respect. Want to live. Uh, welcomed in Tiakala. Um, hope. They'll be watched, but they'd be welcome. Okay. The remaining orcs of the Koromukishi, what's to become of them? Hope's leaning toward death on that one. Unless the goblins want to take him in, but she won't take him in. I think for them, they should serve out some sort of penance for their aggressions against our people. And I see no better taskmasters than to oversee it than the lizard folk if they want to take them. So Stanley gives that choice to Varel, who isn't here. It's really great of me to give the choice to the person <laughs> who's not currently. But now we table. get to choose for him, right? He takes him. He takes yes. him. It's great. I'll, I'll make that note. And when, when Kyle returns, we can we can ask. Oh, he's coming back. He's so. back. He's back. It's, um, it's the best way to do things, really. As soon as you see someone step away, make the decision. Because then they can't say no. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> hi Kyle. So what we decided, we were asked what to do with the Kuromukishi. Stanley suggested that as they have recompense greater to make up than most, that proper taskmasters to oversee that, he could think of no better than the lizard folk if Varel wants them. Hmm. bunch of chromed up orc warriors yeah um i'll accept them it is the first step in having an open society where previously a closed lizard folk led to the ridiculousness 
they're fierce. <laughs> they're fierce warriors and strong hunters. They'll make good allies for lizard folk. Sorry, excuse me. Bless you. Um, thank you. Um, and for the Toyota host, any remaining members get to live. Put to the sword, allowed to live, shot in outer space. What do you want to do with them? Did um, Joey Wheelies died, right? What was his name in the Walmart? Uh, yeah. yeah, he died. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I can't okay, remember. So his name hard either. to say <laughs> if he actually turned coat on us or. Uh, are you talking about the jeweler? No, not the jeweler. Uh, uh, the the, Nash's the one enemy. that Nash was making oh. up with. Yeah. <laughs> and murder. I can't. I have his name somewhere, but I can't think of it off the top of my head Joey either. Joey Wheelies. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> Joey Wheelies. So, uh, are any of the Toyota hosts like higher ups or? leading members no they're they're a horde of savage men um essentially from the wastes uh, that may need shepherding in this new era of civilization but they represent the massively uneducated masses uh in this realm right how many still number in the thousands oh jeez. oh we can't very well leave them alone we'll just make a marauding horde We could slaughter them all. We could divide them up. Have them serve each of the peoples. Could imprison them. Lowers their number, gives us a workforce. That's a good idea. And then if they perform their tasks well, see if they can join. Diving right into a caste system here. <laughs> we got to establish a base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, they call them peons for a reason. <laughs> yeah, let's get some You're, peons. We got to collect some wood. You could make slaves of them and Tia Kala. You could, they could be a worker force. Like you said, uh, we've, been pretty, yeah, she... we've been pretty anti-slaves for most of this I'm, campaign. I'm saying you're, you're able to decide what to do with them. Maybe they're not slaves, but they're indentured workers of some kind. They crave violence and conquering. It's no place for them in a peaceful world. Right, they may return to their marauding, hoarding ways. Maybe you let them. Maybe that's the fate. You, that's true, you... but the, the I like Stanley's idea because the working would give it a chance to see if they're just going to remain marauders, and if they are, then just kill them. I vote fire them into the sun. I think divide them amongst the civilizations. Thin their numbers, give them less of a force, and let them make their own decision. They can help or they can die. Sorry, which civilizations? Like, there's lizard folk. So we got lizard Tia folk. Kala. We got Tiakla. We got. I think I'm the with giant? the elves. I think I'm the with giants. the elves too. Oh, perhaps you can give them therapy. Yeah, though. But I mean, that's a lot for any one group to take. So we're gonna divide them up. Okay. So I want to Varel could launch oh, his, his third, right? <laughs> uh, well, you got to negotiate. You have to take a third Varel, according to Hope, maybe. You got to take your fair share. If I could, you I would send them to. through a portal straight to the Mind Master's domain where they can gamble to their heart's content. Oh, to Sigil. I don't think anyone has a portal to Sigil. No, right I now. think we're yeah. fresh out of portals. 
On this planet, anyway. It is ultimately for you to decide. The most peaceful solutions would be to give them a place of their own, but they will maraud in time. We could give them the Stormlands, for instance, and when I pass in some 35 years, it'll be your problem to deal with. I will personally put each to the sword, if you ask me. Amanth Lodar speaks up and says, what about installing a leader with them? We no longer have Nash, who might have been our hope for this. Do we have another human who could lead them? Do we? Who's alive? <laughs> Everybody's dead. Well, we you, are, you are half human, Stanley. I'll just point that out. Um, uh, in terms of other humans, the jeweler's gone. The nameless one's gone. He's an orc, but still, he could have been an option. Uh, you got Charlemagne. I don't know about if he's really your pick. Um, I'm just going through my cast list here. Yeah. I can't if think you think of... my method's too cruel, send them to space jail. Stanley, you're the only one qualified. I don't think that's what you want to do, though. Well, maybe at some point, but... Well, maybe you could bring them to the Feywild. We'll go ahead and have uh, the division be half. Okay, so Toyota is half to Tia Kala. Half to... The elves, we'll say. We don't, we're not sure what their fate. Okay. Perfect. And that pretty much covers it. The paladins of the umbilical order are last. These are flesh blobs poured into suits of armor. The inclination would be to just send out an expedition to destroy their facilities, generally speaking, but it's to you, for you to decide. And they're a fanatical, right? Like they're and maybe I'm yeah. just reading into the fact that they're paladins and assuming. Yeah, you don't have any as prisoner. They've all been destroyed, but um, you may. They come from Clench, so you may want to. You have to deal with them in some way, whether that's to send someone to dismantle the facility or. Might be a good first run of our Toyota host. They can fight for us for once. Proof. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Paladins, uh, Toyota host. Overseen by, you know, yeah. the respective. You could assign them. Send them by themselves. I'm going to send a bunch of new recruits to their door. But. Dismantle it. Okay. Perfect. All right. I think that covers all the prisoners that you would have done that you would have taken and what to do with them. The last things are to announce what it is you'll be doing with your fates, and then we will carry it out. As the council um, convenes and everyone departs, heading for their homelands or carrying out whatever orders have been given to them, the three of you meet alone. Will it be farewell, or will it be a continuation of the adventure? What do the three of you tell each other? Well, I mean, we have to go to Planet Nash. It's not quite over yet. Mm. 
That is a journey we should take together. Agreed. All right. With four days having passed, your fate six has been reconstituted. You now have the ability to resummon it, if that's what you're doing. Yeah. And I believe that is how much time I had dealing with resurrection sickness. Or not resurrection sickness. Uh, uh, what is it? Yeah. You rolled a four for yeah. the wish sickness. Yeah. So Stanley would be restored. Okay, perfect. So the Fate Six is now parked in the courtyard. Uh, fortifications have been built over the, the few days that you've been resting so that you have barracks and quarters, you have places, more and more people. A little settlement is being built here. There will be people who remain behind in the solar mines and build a township of their own or some sort of civilization here of their own as well. Nobody's forcing everyone to leave completely, but all the um, dangerous machines have been dismantled at this point, and there's no reason to fear leaving anyone behind, as far as you know. So, to Planet Nash. Planet Nash. Planet, Planet Nash. Nash. All right. Uh, you board the Fate Six again. You take the, con the reins of the controls, uh, Hope and traverse through the realm space until you reach the two meteors crash together with the tower in the middle. And we'll, we'll one last time show the map in roll 20. You can see its beauty. It's like a penis. Um, <laughs> and you arrive at the you dock at the space dock of the of, of that is jutting out from between the two meteorites. And you are greeted by a contingent of the Alhandari elves, the men, women, and children from the Mars platform station that took up residence here. Uh, and you make your way. Well, uh, before. Okay. Yeah. We are now away from the mundane planet. Do I have the ability to cast spells? You feel your magic return to you and your ability to summon the arcane to your will. Okay. Before docking. Mm -hmm. feeling the power return Stanley would call Pharrell uh, and Hope together I think there's one last thing I want to attempt before we get back and I would like to cast Wish mm -hmm. and I would like to exceed the limits of the spell which mm -hmm. is typically it will only allow you easily to cast up to an 8th level spell. I would okay. like to exceed the limitations and instead cast the ninth level spell, True Resurrection, and bring back Nash Maggard of the Solar Mines. Okay, let's see True Resurrection. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, I'm not spelling resurrection right. I'm trying to look up the spell. And... You touch a creature that has been dead for no longer than 200 years, died for any reason except old age. If the creature's soul is free and willing, the creature is restored to life with all its hit points. The spell closes all wounds, neutralizes any poison, cures all diseases, and lifts any curses affecting the creature when it died. The spell replaces damaged or missing organs and limbs if the creature was undead. It is restored to its non-undead form. The spell can even provide a new body if the original no longer exists, in which case you must speak the creature's name, the creature that appears in unoccupied space you choose within 10 feet of you. Uh, what's the name of the creature you speak? Like, what do you call that? <laughs> Is it Nash, Nash Maggard of the Solar Mines. Okay. 
Perfect. So let's uh, resolve the wish thing first, okay? We just so you are gonna suffer negative effects. Yep. From the wish spell. Um, see if I burn out on the wish spell again. Yeah. So let's see here. Spells. 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 Pain rules. I need a second window open. It's a, a lot of text on this wish spell. I rolled a sixty-five. Oh, you're going to do your recast right away? Okay. Yeah. So 65. Your strength drops to 3, right? Yeah. Uh, each time you cast a spell, you take damage. Uh, your strength drops to 3. For two D, Roll a 2d4 for how many days? Okay. 3 days. Okay, perfect. And you can cast it again. This is not too stressful. And now for True Resurrection... You cast it, and I assume the creature you're touching is the vial of chrome you saved. Yes. Yeah. And as you touch it, uh, the chrome begins to liquefy and, and breaks. It bursts out of the vial and lands to the ground. Is there any sort of description or effect that you'd like to describe uh, before I do so? About its uh, no, just there is a an ominous, because I think it would be cool, crack of thunder. Even in space, even aboard a ship. Makes no sense, but it happens. It's magic. It's fun. Yep. <laughs> Thunder <laughs> crackles out or rolls out through space. And um, from, <laughs> from, the <laughs> from the chrome puddle as it bursts out and lands onto the ground, a sort of eyeball, like it looks like, you know, a bubble like that might rise out to get really, really big and then it pops. So that it, that effect happens, but it's a large red eye. This begins growing out, and then it sort of shrinks down and doesn't pop. And as it shrinks down, it gets enveloped in a head, and you see emerging from this puddle of flesh, like trying to put his whole body through a little keyhole. He like like pulls himself out, and, and Nash, you begin. You open your eye, and you see your companions around you aboard the Fate Six, with a bunch of ghost elves also looking on. And then you you get a hand, and your hand is able to to pull. You have two hands, and basically your whole body's in this hole, but that big, like just like a, maybe a few inches in diameter. And you got to pull yourself out. And you put your hands on the ground and just pull yourself out of the, the chrome hole. And eventually, even though it makes no sense, but your bones are all putty and elastic as you pull yourself out. And you're steaming and stinking, but somehow you're born again into the world out of the chrome puddle. Am I a chrome you have, man? You have or no crows. I... You were na- you were naked with a nature's hole and a shoulder mouth and an arm on your shoulder and underwear DNA. <sighs> you are fully back to what you are. Um, you've come back from wherever wherever it is you've been. Okay, I was worried flesh I was going to come back. All... Flesh style. Right. Flesh I thought style. I was going to be all chromey when I came back. That's good. Or maybe it isn't good. Maybe it would have been cool to be chromey. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to look a wish horse in the mouth. I'm going to uh, be glad. And will I know what's happened here? Will I have a feeling no, of... No, you have no idea. All of a sudden, you melted and made a quote from Terminator 2. And all of a sudden, you're crawling out of the world's smallest hole. And then somehow you got through it. And now you're naked aboard the Fate 6. I'll lay there and just go, what the, f- what the hell happened? What is this? I thought I was dying. I will roar with great pleasure. And I'll go, ah! Why is he roaring? (laughs) What happened? 
Hope will slap you on the back. And then she'll slap Stanley on the back, too. <laughs> Stanley just, ow, he falls yeah. over. She's got a few tears in her eyes. She's wiping away. Seeing this great jubilation and exchange of slaps. Vernel will join in with a slap for all. Oh, no. <laughs> Stanley's eyes go wide as Vernel comes at him. Yeah. All right. You exchange friendly slaps. And, uh, yeah, Nash's questions remain unanswered. You were naked aboard a ship. I'll... I'll stand you have no up. inventory, by the way, so you should remove everything from your inventory. Do I have any strength at all? To, I mean, can I stand? I'm, I'm okay to stand yeah, up. And... Yeah, yeah, you have your stats. You're fully resurrected, brought back into this earth. You just have zero equipment. I'll stand up and say, all right, well, I assume someone's going to explain this to me later, but I need a robe or something. Unless you all like looking at my pocket. Let's find a robe. So I'll start <laughs> looking around clothing for, for anything. I don't care. what. Just a blanket, whatever. I'll just get it. Does the party have anything for it? Not me. The ghosts might have something, like a tarp or something. I actually have, not equipped, in my in my backpack, uh, rambunctious bunch of gang threads. So <laughs> There you go. You got a spiky vest and, and pants and... It'll do. These are close to the same size. Oh, you know what? I also have my fashionable nobility clothing by Lohar Lohar. That might be a little more to your taste. All right. All right. I'll take whatever you got. So he gives you merchant clothes, and you now look like a medieval merchant. (laughs) With fancy finery and, like, dainty shoes. It's good to have you back, Nash. I can only tell by your condition that probably you were responsible for this. Did you do this? Yeah, we did. Um, I would kneel before Stanley in the most humble way I've ever been around Stanley. I would, uh, holding, you know, the hem of his of his cloak, uh, kneel and say, um, thank you on behalf of me, but thank you more on behalf of my, my children. And Angela Ashy. Whatever you did it means more than you probably know. Well, I figured you deserve to be the one to tell them how you felt, Nash. And perhaps the second surprise, besides being here, you're going to be able to tell them a lot sooner than you think, because we've just arrived. They're waiting outside for you. Well, look up and be a little surprised and... I'll smack my chest and go, Hey, did you hear that? Did you hear that? With my other mouth. <clears throat> oh, uh, uh, yeah. What, what happened? We're here. We're back. We're home. <laughs> Stanley saved us. And also, uh, we're home. We're literally home. We get to see the wife and kids. What's this, home? <laughs> this is it. Planet, planet Nash. We're, we're, we, it's probably our new home. We have a whole planet? Maybe. I don't know. I've decided. Well, it's two testicles and a penis, really. But but we can make it home. What's a testicle? <laughs> uh, you haven't point. explained much to me, Stash. I'm still new to the world. Well, don't worry. I'll explain all this as we go along, and I'll reach up to high five the little hand, and then say, "Where are we? There? Can I get all out? I need to see them." We're there. All right. All right. With, with great excitement, Nash, you are able to 
disembark from the ship and there's a contingent of Elhendari elves that look upon you um, with admiration, but I imagine you just blow past them to find Angelashi. And indeed, towards the back, you see your four children in human form as well as Angelashi. I would uh, rush to them, embrace them, uh, and, you know, hug her first and then just go down to where the kids are at their level and hug them and, and uh, you know, tell them that I'm home. This is, this is, I'm home and I'm not going anywhere ever again. All right, Angela, she takes you and gives you a deep kiss and the kids go, ah, and they hug just the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yep. As, and it's a beautiful sight uh, the Elhandari elves begin boarding because you're going to bring them back to wherever I assume so that begins to start underway now is there any other business at Planet Nash any of the characters would like to discuss or is this where you part ways with Nash I mean I would tell him I would say Nash you won't believe it they built a monument to you everybody down there thinks you're dead whether or not you want to keep that uh, ruse up or not is up to you, but they built you a statue. Where is this? Where? I want to see it. Uh, Dr. Varel. He uh, oversaw it. Varel it stands had... in the solar mines. Your people did it? With help from others, yes. Well, if I make it back to Earth, I'll It'll be the first thing I check out. But I'm not leaving here again. I'm staying with these people. This is my family. This is where I belong. It's not easy, though, sense. Nash would say. It's not easy for me to do this. You've, you've been my, as much of my family as anybody, but I think it's time. These kids need a father. This good woman needs a wife or husband. <laughs> <laughs> Just starts backing away. <laughs> well, my place, perfect. My, my place perfect. is now here. Um, you'll have, you'll have to leave without me, and I real, I hope and wish no one sees any more Chrome anymore. I hope we're done with that. Yeah, I could I could do without your shoulder mouse because I'm, I could do without it for a fortnight or forever. I agree. And then I would rush to Varel and because I know how he hates emotional sort of like, you know, stuff like that. I would rush and hug the big barbarian first. Just a huge, tight freaking as tight as Nash can muster. I don't know if you want to roll for it or not, but a big, tight hug. Uh, make a grapple check. All right. Do you want to contest the grapple, Varel, or do you accept the grapple willingly? I will accept it, but I still want to know what strength this hug has. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's make let's make the let's make the contest, please. I'm going uh, to use to hug him, I'm going to use my inspiration because sure. I still have inspiration I haven't spent. So I'm going to. You can roll. use inspiration if you want. Yep. I'm going to roll advantage here. Okay, I'm glad I did that because that first one sucked. Uh, that was a five. My next roll. You don't is... have a modifier on strength, right? No. Oh no, I do. I have plus one, so a fourteen uh, total is my best score. There. All right. What's the contest? That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> not bad for a skinny human with no wiener. 
So as he <laughs> as he goes to, to hug me, are you wait? Are you doing an over or an under hug? Uh, one one arm as best I can because you're a big lizard. But one arm over, other arm under, like a true okay. hug where where you're you you can reciprocate with the same thing on the opposite direction. Hmm. X Men hug. Yeah. Okay. I, I I see the emotion there, and I I'm taken aback for a moment. But then I will return the hug with a 22. <laughs> oh, I might take damage. Oh, you're definitely living again. You feel your rubs crush under the returned hug. Your ribs crush. Did I say rugs? Rugs. Rubs. My rubs? I think you said rubs. Yeah, you, rubs. You feel your ribs get crushed, but no pain. We're right. an expert in these matters. Sure. And as I, with, you know, kind of the, the cross-section hug we have, I'll pick him up a little bit, and as I do, I'll go, Nash! Mm. <laughs> be well here make many more babies preferably those with humanoid forms <laughs> and I will point to the sky and say there beyond the comet is Nash Maggard's planet it was my honor knowing you and I would slap one more time on the on the shoulder I would then turn to hope and I would kneel before hope and say you became and always will be my queen. And I'll kind of bow to her. And then I'll oh. stand then I'll stand up and hug her. Okay, I was gonna say hope hope will be very embarrassed that you're bowing. And she'll hug you back. Nice tight hug. She's bawling at this point, but she's trying to hide it to no avail. And then she'll stop. And I'll turn to Stanley and say, Stanley, we haven't always seen eye to eye. We haven't always been the, the most um productive companions but when it mattered most you sacrificed hard to make sure I could come back and I'll never forget that and I'll, I'll go in for a big Stanley hug as well Stanley kind of smiles at him and says family rarely is the best traveling companions but we're always together and gives him a hug I'll uh, hold that for a bit then I'll pull away look at them all and I'll say, for old time's sake, I have a poem I'd like to sit, recite. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say, it was a wild road we've traveled on. We've met some people and then moved on. Where I go now is a happy place. Don't... <coughs> Because it looks like a giant testicle in space. <laughs> <laughs> That's canon. That happened. Stanley finished it for him. <laughs> I would nod at that smile. He Nash would love that he finished my rhyme. And he would smile at that. And he would turn away and walk toward his family and start off into the sunset with them. Into the testicle set. Yeah, yeah the testicle set. Um... <laughs> The setting okay. of the great you, testicles. Yeah. You return. You return to the tower of Nash, and uh, for the remaining companions, after that solemn moment, you know, some time goes by. The ship becomes filled with the Elhendari elves to take back. Is there anything else you'd like to do at Planet Nash or return to Earth? No, I think it's Good. time to yeah. head back. Yeah. 
All right, and with that, uh, you hope you take the controls again and bring the Fate Six back through realm space, back to the beautiful, lush planet Earth. You can see the greenery and the temperate uh, blue waters covering so much of the planet. It doesn't recognize the dusty ball that you once saw from space. You bring it down as best you can in the area of the solar mines. And here, I think maybe this is where Varel will depart with his people to journey across the land and resettle Razekval. So after some organization of getting troops off the ship and getting the lizard folk and the Orkin Koromokishi no longer wearing their traditional armor, looking, uh, you know, mostly nude like the lizard folk, except for their chrome chromings. Um, your people are ready to depart. And with that, it's time to say goodbye again to the companions. I will walk over to Stanley and Hope, clasp each on the shoulder, mm. look Stanley in the eye, mm. at Hope, mm. nodding my head, a little vigorous shake. Ah! We will see each other again. But as for our journeys, they will live strong in my memories. And I will be glad to see far less magic in my coming days. <laughs> and I will turn and leave. As he goes to walk away, Stanley will just call out to him and say, Varel, hold proudly to your titles. You can add another one from us. Trend. Friend, till the end of his days. And with that, the Varel turns around and walks into the forest with his people, disappearing from view. And off to new adventure as they find their way through the, these new wild lands. Who knows what game there is to hunt and what lands there are to conquer. It's just Hope and Stanley aboard the Fate Six now. One more stop for Stanley to make. Where they finally yep. give in to their passions and perform coitus. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley considers what Nash might say in this moment, and that thought enters his head. And it, it enters Hope's head. Nash it enters and leaves, and Stanley just is like, oh, Nash, it, still, still with me. It Can't enters get Hope. rid of him. It enters Hope's heads too, and you both look at each other and share the laugh without even saying any words. Uh, the Fate Six, as well as Elhandari ships, board, uh, become filled with the humans and the Dragon Sons and the third of the Toyota host to migrate back to the lands of Tietkala. The ships quickly move there. The journey is shorter than one would hope, knowing that goodbyes at the end of it. The keep I, do have, is still... oh, hmm? I do have one question. doesn't need to be at this moment. It probably would have been during preparations and all of that as we were finding out. Um, Stanley would have probably found out from Chrysorius or Manthalodar. We have the means to get the elves off the planet and back into space, right? Like, Yeah, you have spaceships. 
and okay. you have the, you have the means to return to the fate. They're not yeah. they're not all needing to get on the fate six or anything like that, right? No, 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 no. There's still Alhandari ships remaining, so there's a fleet of ships hauling yeah. everyone. But the entire fleet of elves leaves the solar mines. Uh, there's only some of all races who remain to build a nation here in the Valley of the Solar Mines. Those who wish to stay have been given the choice to have free will to choose to stay here and settle lands here. Yeah. The keep is, uh, the Tietkalin keep is still standing and the ruins of the village are still present, but there are trees and forests. A lot of work to cut down and restore this place, Hope. But the ruins of your uh, kingdom are still there and much potential for its rebuilding remains. The ships land, the people disembark, they begin to settle camps and make plans for the great work to be built here. The contingent of tieflings, including Nobieri, that have emerged as counselors for you still hold you in high regard and you still will be ruler of this place soon, but no formalities have been extended as everyone just recovers and settles into a new life. So you're bored alone with Stanley and the ghosts, but relatively alone with Stanley on the Fate Six for your goodbyes. I disembark, get a chance to see. Oh, okay. Even though sure. it's ruins, Tiakala, you know, one one more time. So Stanley wants to walk through with you one more time the ruins. So you're both yeah. walking through the ruins talking about plans for the future and where things are going to go and all that. Yeah, what what do you what would you want to do with your new kingdom, the new era of Tiatkala? First clear out the trees and then I'll see from there. <laughs> <laughs> any orders you wish to establish, any laws or decrees? Uh Anything? it would be too soon for that, but in general, she'd want it to be a place of peace unless you don't want peace and then she'll just outright kill you. That sounds like hope. This is a time of peace now. <laughs> it's peace or die. Or you will not exist on this. Peace or die. Stanley would look at hope and say, "Hope, it's been a crazy journey, and I am pleased that I get to call you, perhaps my greatest friend I've ever made." You are the ruler I aspire to, and I hope that I can care for my people the way you cared for yours. I don't think you're going to have a problem with that, Stanley. Look at how you've taken care of Varel and Nash and I. Well, it is with that in mind, magic doesn't work here anymore. My ability to pop in... Uh, actually wouldn't be hard, but uh, popping out might prove difficult, so if you ever need me, Stanley reaches up and pulls the mask off of his face and hands it to Hope. You come find me. I will. I'll be sure to keep eyes on Varel and Nash, too. They will need it. Mostly Nash. Yes. I'm worried about those kids. You now have the equipment mask of Elteon 4, and Stanley can remove it, his from his character sheet. You should add it 
You never know what might happen in the future. We'll make sure that's an important item. Let's make sure you have them. I think you can search for the mask under equipment. That will give you control of the Fate Six and its crew. All right. With that, it's time to depart. So I'm guessing, Stanley, you'll be leaving aboard some El Hendari ships and not the Fate Six. Yes. Do you want to say goodbye to your dad or your uncle? Um, I would. I guess retcon. I would have said a quiet goodbye to Uncle before I, I got off the ship because I assume once the mask is off, that disappears and Uncle it's going to take a while to attune. Yeah, yeah. So reattune to a new user. Yeah. And the mask can take take whatever shape you will it to. So I think in Stanley's case, it was like a a band. But if you have something different in mind. You know, for example, having just seen House of Dragon, maybe a half mask or something like that. <laughs> but whatever you wish, you can think about that. Okay, so then uh, any more uh, goodbyes between the two of you, or is that... I hope we'll still try not to cry anymore, but she's just... She can't even articulate words anymore, and she'll hug Stanley. And then through the tears, she'll tell him that, uh, wait, one, once a year... I'll come find you all. And we'll celebrate. I think that would be nice. Take care of my home. Yes, of course. Stanley leaves. Yep. With that, Stanley departs and hope uh, you approach your people as they have many questions and concerns and want guidance from you. Uh, flavor question. Does the mask have to be a mask? Um, well, it can take sort of any shape. It's worn on the head, unless you have a different idea where it would be worn. As she approaches her new collection of people for the kingdom, she'll transform it into a crown and put it on her head and That's, get to work. That works. That works. You transform it into a crown, and then you're now wearing your crown as you answer the questions of your people. And they've had many as they've waited for you to say your goodbyes. And before you know it, your friends are not forgotten, but the concerns of today fill up your mind and the future. Stanley, you're now alone, and you return to your Alhandari people who are prepared to leave. Amanthalodar floats beside you on his uh, wheelchair of water, and Admiral Chrysorius takes his place by your right side, and you ascend the ship solemnly. I take it you retreat to your private quarters as the fleet leaves Earth now beautiful and fertile and traverses back to the Mars terraforming platform station and lands the elves here collected from planet Nash the remaining elves from Mars as well as everyone collected from Earth are assembled before you Amanth Lodar has privately counseled you that the people are to return to the Feywild, their mission here on Earth done, and a portal taking them back to the wilds and to the Council of the Arch Fey will be happening. If you'd like, you can give a speech to determine the future of your people as they've chosen you as their leader. Stanley would step up and he would say, 
my life has been that of two worlds. And for a long time I ran from this side. And in spite of that, I have embraced the role as your leader. I hope to live up to the trust that you all have given me. We depart now for the Feywilds. A long mission to restore this planet back to its former state. Successful. We've sacrificed much for it, and many of you probably consider it as much a home as any other place. Those of you who want to return are free to do so. You will find a home there just as I did. You can experience what it's like to be of two worlds. For the rest of you, we move forward to a new era. Continue to do the good and heal that we set out to do with Earth. I thank you for placing your trust in me. And I look forward to our future out there. And there's, because you're elves, there's no huzzah or crazy partying. They are very solemn in their knowledge and in fact almost a choir uh, magically sings out because that's just what all these elves do and with that a great portal opens up behind you that Amantha Lodar has summoned using his connection to the elven Feywild and beyond lies endless greenery endless streams, bears and elk woods as far as the eye can see and many of the elves join you in crossing into this new destiny. Some remain behind to continue the efforts on Mars, and some collect into an Elhandari ship and traverse back to Earth. Their destination, Tietkala. And you're off to your fate beyond in the Feywild. We have one last thing to do before we conclude this campaign. Back on planet Nash. Nash, you're sitting in the kitchen of a house that was built, caught like a retirement cottage for you to raise your kids. What sort of thing might you be doing if you were sitting with your wife at a table while the kids played? Crosswords, <laughs> learning an instrument. What are you doing? No. Um, I mean, if I'm just watching the kids. I would do that. I'd just be watch. I'd watch the kids. I'd watch them play yeah, and watch just the observe kids and yeah. have a smile. <clears throat> Angela, she's reading a book. She looks up from the kids do something funny. One of them trips over each other and they have a little laugh. And you look, Angela, she looks up from her book and makes eye contact with you, smiles. What's your reaction? Um, smile back, and then I would look okay. back over to the kids and. I'd say, careful now, but still smile. Yeah. And as you have this moment, there's a loud rumbling <laughs> that happens in the cupboard behind you, across the hall. <laughs> you see the cupboard shake. Yeah. <laughs> I would look back at it and be like, what the frick? The cupboard shakes again. 
the kids sort of stop playing and you want Nash Jr. Daddy, what's that? I'd say stay back for a second and I'd get up and I would walk I would walk toward it slowly to see what's going on over there. Okay. Stealthily, carefully, what manner do you approach this? Uh cover? carefully. Not stealth, okay. but careful. Okay. Um let's make a let's make a stealth roll just to check your composure as you move towards all right that would be a 13 total okay floorboards creak as you step not stealthily but carefully slowly (laughs) the cupboard shakes more and more rapidly it looks like someone's trying to break through the cupboard as the doors open it's still they're locked dishes fall the kids surround themselves near Angela as she's holding her she goes Nash What's, what have you done? Nothing. I don't, I don't know what this is. This isn't you? No. Stay stay back. <laughs> I would ready a... Um, I don't know. I'd ready a firebolt or something. No, you know what? I'd, I'd, ready, I'd ready Ray of Frost because I won't burn anything. I don't want to wreck the Bring house. Two fingers up. They yeah. begin to smolder with ice. Yeah. As you have one hand out and other fingers up, you approach the cupboard. You're now standing in front of it. It's shaking. Glasses and Tupperware fall. Uh, Tupperware with cups and things of that nature <laughs> fall over. Uh, Tupperware. Yeah. It's, it's shaking rapidly. I would reach my hand out slowly to open the the the, the cupboard. All right, you open the cupboard. Your fingers touch the wooden handle. You pull, and the second you pull, Nash Maggard of the Solar Mind comes bursting out of the cupboard and lands on top of you. And he has his hands on your shoulder. And he goes, Nash, Nash, it's not over. <laughs> okay. I'd go, what? What What is this? It's not over. It's not over. He's coming. Who's who's coming? And with that, we fade to blue. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations on a five-year-long D&D campaign. Congratulations on saving the earth from its fate as a withered husk. And congratulations, everyone, on their new adventures. Man. What the future will yield. Wow. All right, then. I like it. I got I got my own like, little horror movie ending. Just when you think it's all over. Uh-oh. Something's going on. Well, you <laughs> never know. We have brought, we have concluded a several years long journey. Our yep. characters did conclude at the 18th level, and you never know what the future might bring. One of these days, there might be more story to tell. And we'll leave it there. Yeah. And for now, just imagine Nash trying to deal with another Nash in the house. Good times. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, a quick uh, uh, shout out and thanks to Bo for an amazing run. That was yeah. crazy yeah. great. Yay, yeah. hooray. GG. Yep, thank you for being an amazing DM. Everybody did great as well. And I hope everybody at home enjoyed it. Uh, we know we enjoyed hearing what you had to say. 
about our characters and about the stuff we ran into during our play. A couple of pieces of business. Uh, we have this like support thing we do on the site, and it's been pretty good, but uh, it goes on pause for a while uh, until we figure out what we're doing next. And when we figure that out, we'll let you know. But as it stands right now, that thing will not charge you fine folks. Um, again, because we're taking a bit of a break. And when that happens, we'll let you know. Or when that comes back, we'll let you know. But for now, uh, I just didn't want you to all wonder if you were paying for uh, no content while we wait for Ferguson Baby Number 2 and uh, all the other uh, stuff that we're going to do during this break. So there'll be a bit of a break. What we're going to do after, we don't know yet. We'll let you know. We'll keep you informed. Uh, but I wanted to let those folks know not to worry about that uh, or, or, or wonder if we were just going to charge you for nothing. We will not be doing that. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed uh, what we did here. Again, we'll get back to you Woo-hoo! soon with what we're doing yeah. next. Thank well you done, for everybody. being with us yep. for five years, three hours at a shot. That's right. Not everyone made it. No. So, <laughs> so congratulations to those not everyone made it. Yeah. So if you're here, then you've also journeyed with us uh, during this long period. And, and uh, yeah, it is kind of the ending of a, there's a milestone effect too. So let me say thank you to players for being amazing. I've never played D&D this long for a campaign this far. We got to the point where a wish spell was cast. That's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. Achievement unlocked for me. That was huge. Um, so thank you for being amazing people. I'm really glad honor. you used it. I was dead. It was an honor. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we uh, we had a great time. And if you've got questions and stuff, keep emailing us. We'd love to respond to those things and let you guys know uh, answers to anything we can. In the meantime, we, of course, wish uh, Kristen in particular, since she's heavy loading us, uh, to, for the most successful possible end of her pregnancy and a very happy little new boy among the world. Can't wait for that. Uh, we'll let you guys know when that happens. Woo! Very excited. Uh, and congratulations, Dad. Also, I know it's still work for you, but I also know it's not as much as her. So there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been, been around this road a few times, and I, I can tell you that is the truth. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back sometime soon with more. Until then, go play D&D with your friends. We'll see you later. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. And for old time's sake. If you need anything, just yell, Walnut.